All right, let's get it started. Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jim R. Today, we're going to be doing episode 58. And episode 58, we're speaking with Pink T. How are you doing, Pink? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me here today. No, no doubt. We're happy to have you. So let's dive in. Tell us about growing up. Growing up, okay, uh, I'm from the Midwest, Michigan, uh, the Dirty Mitten, and I grew up in a small town called Onondaga. No one's going to know where it's at at all. That's (laughs) all. Everyone knows everybody. Yeah, it's like, it's like literally like a country song out here, dude. People, everyone knows each other, but it's nice because everyone looks out for each other and shit like that. So it's, it's, it's nice growing up out here, but growing up, uh, a lot of getting in trouble, let's just say that, because we have nothing to do out here. You know, when, when you got the other kids around on bikes and stuff like that, we were the kids, you know, I had a group of kids riding around on bikes, just always causing shit <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. How was life yeah. growing up? How was life growing up when you were young at home? Oh, fucking, we fucking grew up poor and shit like that. Fucking, it wasn't terrible. Fucking, uh, the fucking like, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to put it. Basically, like the way I got like introduced with drugs was obviously growing up at home. Uh, my sister was the one that, like was the first person to like use around me and shit like that. And uh, but. That's uh, a lot of arguing and shit like that. I usually stayed like in my room or I was playing outside, but when I was outside, I was causing trouble, getting in fights and stuff like that. Uh, what else were you doing? Yeah, oh, I was about <laughs> to ask, what else were you doing that getting, got yourself in trouble? Yeah, vandalized. I like spray painting shit. That was a bad habit of mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God uh, it's all taken care of now, though. I, never, I actually got no charges. Or anything like that. I've kept my nose clean somehow. I've been lucky. I have someone watching over me. That's good. But so yeah, fucking was- growing up, I grew up around a lot of music and shit like that. My dad was uh, he'd take me to like concert venues and shit like that. You know, it's all little bars, and for like local musicians, you know, trying to get big and stuff like that. So that's how I got into music myself and shit like that. Because you know, seeing these people live off the road and stuff like that, want makes me want to do it so I can travel meet new people and shit just music really has helped me get through a lot of shit fucking uh pretty sure everyone got through a lot of shit in their life i'd probably say so how were you in school did i ask that already i don't think i did as far as your grades and things like that i was actually okay i was a good student all the way up to uh high school ninth grade uh I did good my first two trimesters, and then third trimester hit, fucking, this, this because I just got stuck in my head about, you know, shit that happened when I was a kid, and all that, and fucking, so it was good at first, and then I dropped out, so I'm working on my GD now, though. What was the first age you ever used? First age, okay, uh. Now, if we're talking, like, pharmaceutical-wise, like, let's say, like, not to get high, but, you know what I mean? Like, you used it, you know, because uh, I broke my arm when I was fourth grade, I want to say. And, fucking, they gave me a bottle of codeine and shit like that. And, fucking, so that's, like, the first thing I ever really got to use. Uh, I would probably say, like, age, like, 
it was probably I would say fourteen, like popping pills and stuff like that. Were you abusing them, or you were just taking them as prescribed? No, the pills I was abusing. But if we want to talk like the codeine and stuff like that, first time I ever got got like a narcotic in my system, that would be like fucking. That would have been like what age eleven, I think, ten, eleven. That's when you broke your arm. Yep. So what was it like growing up with friends? How did you interact with kids? Uh, other kids. Uh, I was the only kid, like literally, uh, red hair in like the area and shit like that. So, uh, it was, I was very easy to get picked on and shit like that. But uh, friends and stuff like that. I always kept like a very few amount of friends. You know what I mean? So, because I had trouble trust, I had uh, bad like trust issues and shit like that. Cause you know how it grows, like how it is when you grow up in a broken home and shit like that. And my mom was always like in and out of the house and shit like that. So it was mostly my dad that took care of me, actually. What do you mean your mom was in and out of the house? Like, she was always out, and then like she was out of my life for fucking like eight years or something shit like that. Just because she always wanted to like argue and shit like that, and you know. Some of it was my fault because I was causing issues, and then, you know, some of it, you know, was hers because, you know, she was drinking and shit like that. She was an alcoholic. Do you think some of that was your fault that she left? No, I don't know. I don't think it's my fault at all, fucking. I was saying, like, some of the arguments were my fault. Oh, that's what I was asking. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You're, you're young. Arguments are normal. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not you know. trying to say anything, but the only thing I would ever say to someone that said that to me is, when you're young, it's not really your fault. You kids are supposed to be kids. We're done. You're naturally. We're kidding around. I say you're inherently stupid when you're young. Can't help it. I'm learning every day, dude. Yep. Like, so it wasn't, there's no point in life if you're not learning at least one thing a day. I'll say that for sure. Even if you gotta reflect on your past and you know, like, learn something from your mistakes and shit like that. Because you know, sometimes fucking, well, I realize a lot too when you do a lot of dumb shit. You kind of like think about some shit you did back in the day, and you're like, that was kind of fucking dumb. Like, and you know that you just gotta go through your head and sometimes realize, you know, what sh- what you gotta do, and what you gotta do again, and shit like that. But yeah, you're not lying. When you're young, you do do a lot of dumb shit. What would you say is the dumbest thing you did as a kid? <sighs> oh God. Okay. I'm 22 <laughs> years old. I, I'm not sure if you do that. <laughs> so, but, okay, are we going to talk, do I have to actually be a minor for it to be the dumbest I've ever done? Because <laughs> I still consider myself a kid in a way. Right now, you consider yourself still a kid in a way? Yeah, well, I'm 22. Like, you know, when I talk to anyone, it's like, yeah. like fucking 30, like, kid, and shit like that, so... Yeah, you're but, young, yeah, I'd probably say when I was like using heavy. Oh, there's fucking dude. There's so much dumb shit I've done, dude. Uh, one time I was on acid and Xanax, and my friend told me he was like, he's like, dude, if you Wu Tang that blunt roach, I'll fucking I'll roll another blunt. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, fucking bet, dude. And I didn't know that you're supposed to actually swallow it. Like, you know, you put it in your tongue, swallow the roach, and shit like that. I actually inhaled it, like, <gasps> like <laughs> and it fucking stuck in my windpipe, like, burning still, dude. <laughs> and my fucking friend, 
literally fucking smacked my back, dude, and I couldn't breathe, bro. This blunt roach just stuck in my fucking like windpipe, dude. <laughs> and fucking, and then eventually, like, passed out and just, I don't know, like, puked it all out, bro. And there's just, just a one little blunt roach and just was pile of spit, dude. And fucking, that was like one of the most terrible experiences. The dumbest, that's definitely the dumbest thing I can remember, probably, besides like, you know, just walking around with drugs and being fucked up in public. What were your favorite type of drugs growing up? Xanax bars definitely had a toll on me. I'll say that just because self-medicating, that was the biggest reason I got into it because uh, I looked it up and it said anxiety. And I was like, okay, I got bad anxiety. I'm going to fucking self-medicate. So that's when the white Xanax bars were around and shit like that back in 2016. And uh, I was taking a half one like every day for fucking three months. And then the last, I just remember I had like one more left and like, I wasn't going to be able to get them anymore. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to take this whole one and shit like that and see how it, how it actually feels. And my friend came over to my house. This is another dumb thing I actually did. This might have been the dumbest actually. And he was like, he was like, hey dude, let's learn. Uh, I'm going to teach you a drive, bro. And shit like that. He's literally, he, went, he witnessed me take the Xanax. He's sober too. And so I'm learning to drive and shit like that. And I tried to do like literally like a fucking like a straight up turn up turn at like fucking I think like 45 miles an hour just at last second and I almost rolled the fucking car and he's like all right bro pull over I'm fucking driving way back home I'm like I'm like damn I'm like that was definitely not a good idea no definitely not I look back and think about all the times I drove drunk I mean I hate to say it countless times I now look back and say besides risking my life I was risking other people's I could have crashed into like a minivan full of, you know, a family and hurt them, you know. I look back yep. and I have a lot of regret. There's a lot of things, like I say, I can never do again now that I finally got sober and I've got in my mind clear. You know, I can think clearly now. It's been a long time since I could say that. What do you, what, what do you think when you look back at yourself when you were doing stuff like that? Shit. Well, I think about that shit, all I'm thinking about, like, with the, with the shit lately going on, because I just got my, I guess I got my ex-girl pregnant, and shit like that, so right now I'm thinking about, like, okay, that's one reason, that's probably the biggest reason I can't relax, because I don't want to have my kids see me all fucked up, and shit like that, I'm not gonna let it affect its childhood, and shit like that, my problems, but I think about, I'm like, I really had some fucking demons, you know, fucking, that's all we were doing, bro, like, when you're fucking doing all that shit and you know sometimes you put others at risk but it's because we just don't give a fuck about anything mostly ourselves you know and like still to this day i'm just trying to find self-love and shit like that and it's kind of hard to like you know everything about what fucking the shit i've done in the past couple years how much people i've worried um uh, people like as you know you lose a lot of people too when you've developed bad habits like that it's funny you mentioned self-love it's actually one of the four pillars of our program so our I call them the four pillars of Addicts Anonymous, self-love, discipline, hard work, and community. So self-love is the first thing you need in order to get your life going. Because without that, if you don't love yourself, there's really no reason to do anything. And you have to love yourself in order to help others. The good old-fashioned saying, you can't help anyone until you're able to help yourself. Yep, that's a, that's a very good saying. That's another thing I was thinking, too, is just like, and if I really don't like, you know, if I don't have love for myself, then like, how's my kid going to look at me? If I, you know, say I love it, but I don't love myself, like he's going to feel the same way. So, you know, 
right now I'm just what's keeping me sober right now is just trying to be the best role model I can right now. Honestly. So you have kids. I have a kid on the way. Okay. But, yeah. I, you know, cause congratulations. Like, thank you. Thank you, man. I'm nervous about it, but you know, it's, you know, it happens in life and shit like that, but I appreciate it. So does that have anything? So you said that does affect you and your sobriety because you never want your child to witness anything like that. Yeah, I don't want no pills around it, no cocaine, because coke is a big thing for me too. It's like, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate. I got into the pills because they're so cheap too, and shit like that. Because you know, you just go to the pharmacy, especially with people insurance. You know, they just get it for fucking free sometimes and shit like that. So they don't care how much they give, you know, sell it to people for. You know, it's extra money in their pocket. But fucking coke and shit like that, that was the biggest thing that was fucking like running my pockets out and shit like that. And I, you know, you got to have money to have a kid and shit like that. I got to be able to take care of myself at the end of the day. So right now I'm trying to fucking get my car, get a car going up and shit like that. Uh, Basically just doing, you know, basic life shit, dude. Basic, you know, just getting myself together. Fucking focusing on music is really big right now for me. Uh, Making clothing too and shit like that. I mean, my friend, we've been making clothing for about like a year now. And shit like that. It's been slow, but, you know, can't give up on anything. So all this stuff helps you sobriety, it looks like? Yep, yep, it definitely does. Like like I said, I'm still struggling to find self-love. Like, I'm getting better about it every single day and shit like that. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm early into this right now. But out of all the times I've, like, tried getting sober and shit like that, like, uh, I feel like this, this is the one time I actually taken it seriously. You know, I'm, I'm avoiding people from my past and stuff like that, that I know that don't give a fuck, you know, if I die the next day or not. And shit like that, you know, I'm finding, because you don't, flirt, love yourself at the end of the day, too. You got to have people around that actually love you. Yeah. Because, you know, it, fucks, it really fucks with you, too, with shit like that. But, yeah. But, yeah, it definitely helps my sobriety, even my dog helps my sobriety too that was the biggest thing too because i know i'm never alone and shit like that because i've been living alone fucking shit since i was 16. really that's a young age how come you were living alone so young oh okay my great grandma actually lived in this house that i have i inherited it and uh basically fucking uh i used to live right next door my dad lives there now my dad's just like was like yeah basically he's just gonna have the house and i was like okay I've just been living here since I was 16, and that I started a lot. That also caused a lot of trouble too, cause, you know. But imagine being a 16 year old just got up, just dropped out of high school, and you're like, no parents, fucking, I got the house. So you you can just imagine, fucking, you know, all this shit that could have happened. <laughs> what what kind of stuff? What kind of troubles you get into? What were you doing? What kind of stuff did you do? Just drugs, but fucking just just uh. Just dumb shit, getting in a lot of fights and shit like that. Uh, you know how it is, fucking. If you have the party house, fucking people are gonna fucking always go through your shit, fucking all that type of shit, fucking. I just got sick of that shit. But honestly, fucking, since I live on the country, since I live at home, I don't get much trouble. Surprisingly. So have you learned any good lessons in life from all the stuff you've been through? Yes. Uh, 
like I said, like I am a hundred percent sure there has to be something watching over me after all this shit. I've, you know, to not go to jail at least one time. About fucking, I've definitely learned a lot of things. Like uh, you were just saying, like self love, discipline. I really like that one. I feel like discipline's a very good one and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but shit, every day I'm learning something new, dude. Fucking. Right now I'm just trying to focus on the mentality I want and shit like that, how I can get there, become the person I want to be, uh, hard work, been literally working a lot harder and stuff like that, like, every night, what I do is that, fucking, I just listen to, you know, instrumentals, you know, I just write down shit, you know, for my music and stuff like that, and I just been really focusing on that. <clears throat> so, when was the first time you realized that you had a, a drug problem? Oh, uh, first time, uh, probably when I was like 16, I'd say. You realized that you were addicted. Yeah, because uh, before I just thought addiction was like more of a mental thing, which it can be, too. That's half the battle, I will say that, especially depends on what you're addicted to. But what made me really feel like I was an addict was when I was coming off Xanax and shit like that the first time. And I was just sick, like I was so sick and shit like that. And I did not know I was sick. I actually thought I was just, you know, had a flu or something like that. Why did fucking... you stop taking the Xanax? Just because uh, I was taking him too fast. So the guy that was getting prescribed, he wasn't, you know, able to supply as much I was taking. So eventually, uh, it basically I just got basically cut off after a while. I just didn't have a supply to get him and shit like that. And then, yeah, so it was like, it took me three days to actually withdraw shit. Cause like first day I quit taking them, I was like, damn, I don't know why I was taking those Xanax. I felt great and shit like that. And the second day I was like, yeah, it's okay. And the third day was just the worst. It was like one of the worst withdrawals I've ever had. I've had, I've actually have had seizures from Xanax withdrawals before. Yeah, I mean, it's dangerous. There's two things you can die from when it comes to withdrawal. One's benzos, one alcohol. From what I understand, one's benzos and one is alcohol. Other drugs you won't you won't die from, uh, like heroin and crack, coke, meth. You feel like you're gonna die, but you don't actually die. Yep. You know, you just gotta take care of yourself because I, I I have heard about people. The only dr other drug than alcohol and benzos I've heard about people dying from withdrawing is heroin, but they just die because they don't take care of themselves because they feel so bad. So they don't, you know, they die from dehydration or fucking mostly dehydration from what I heard, but starving themselves and shit like that because they don't feel good and they don't move at all. So what did you do once you realized you had a problem? What did you do? Uh, the, it sounds like the Xanax withdrawal was not, it's not like you chose it. It's just you lost your supply. Yep. Uh, you lost your hookup. So what I did when I found out I had a problem I fucking, I hit it for years. I ain't gonna lie, dude. Fucking. You said years? My yeah, my friends didn't even know how bad of a drug addict I really was until like 2020, I'd probably say like 2019, maybe and shit like that. But it's because I was doing, I was using a lot of heavier at that time too. Like they, my friend would come over and he, I, I'd have like fucking like, I'd take like 40 Xanax at a time and shit like that. And Man. shit like that. And yeah, it was like, like crazy shit. And my friend was just like, he kept saying, he's like, dude, you're going to fucking die and shit like that. And, you know, 
and it took me a while because you know like I'd be like okay I gotta get clean and then I'd fail and shit like that because uh I didn't have self-love that was the biggest thing and shit like that I've realized and shit like that with the common sobriety is that I just didn't care about myself and shit like that and the people I was surrounding myself I knew they didn't care about me so why would I care about myself exactly I did I did go to uh I did go inpatient program though for a little bit uh not not by choice I'll say that but it's because fucking I was so fucked up and shit like that that fucking they took me in there like yeah you need help and stuff like that so I went and got help and that did help a lot who's they uh one time the police (laughs) and uh the second time my friend that I met from the first time I went in he just took me in because he's like he's like you're gonna fucking end up killing yourself so he just took me in and said just told the hospital he's like yeah he took a bunch of xanax and if you go there it's not like a hospital and telling that kind of shit they assume they're gonna you're trying to kill yourself which i look back like I, that's another thing i like reflect on too is like like in reality like i may not have been like like when i'm taking all the pills i'm thinking like i'm not trying to kill myself but in reality i was just slowly just trying to kill myself you know, and fucking, so he was right and shit like that. I think about that a lot too now. But yeah. Yeah, sometimes people see stuff that we just don't see while we're in addiction. Yeah, <laughs> help me on one friend get out of the his annex addiction. I hope he's still staying strong too. But I told him I was like, I was like, you just you're just trying to kill yourself. I was like, because like, uh. You can definitely tell, especially with the pill world. I will say that, especially with the Xanax shit. Because some people go hard into that shit, dude. Like, hard, hard. Like, fucking, he told me he took, like, 40-some pills and shit like that. I was like, you just don't care about your life then, dude. Like, I was like, you don't care if you woke up or not, dude. Because, like, you're not going to remember any of that, dude. Like, you don't get high at that point. You just black out. And shit like that. Yeah, to me, there's no point taking that many. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, it's because you just don't want to be, you just don't want to deal with the demons in your head. Like, uh. You could probably lay with drinking and shit like that. Like, you know, some people, you know, they just hammer a whole bottle down, you know. What's the point of doing that? You know, you just don't want to, you just don't want to be conscious. That's all the problem. Yeah, I drank myself to sleep every night. I wasn't even sleeping, I was passing out. Yeah, exactly. I was doing the same exact shit, dude, fucking. Because when I first tried getting, when I was first getting sober, I was fucking, I was thinking I could drink and, and stuff still and shit like that. And then I fucking... When I drink and when I did cocaine, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm done with the drinking, too, so. You're done with everything. Yeah, like I said, just California sober. And what do you mean by that? Let's talk about that. California sober, uh, well, some people can mean drinking still, and shit like that. For me, personally, not, but just, just smoking weed. And shit like that. And I got other friends that, uh, you know, they don't want to be around that kind of shit. So I respect that, too. And shit like that, you know. But, so be, be yeah. honest. Do you use it to, are you using it medicinally? Yeah. Uh, my, like I said, fucking, because uh, uh, back to when I broke my arm, I still do have pains from that. Like my uh, shoulder's double jointed and shit like that. And uh, yeah. So it it's medicinal, and then I'd I'd probably say you know I do use it to relax too and shit like that. But so do you still drink or anything, or that's just the the weed? No more drinking, just weed. All right. 
how is so you're um you're using that medicinally do you still do anything else or you're completely sober no i fucking i'm completely sober fucking after i actually went to my second inpatient program uh, another thing that made it hard for me to stay sober was that they gave me a, a script of diazepam which is valium and as a xanax addict that's like the worst thing you can give me you know what i mean and so fucking I had, I kept that cut off and shit like that because I kept telling myself if I take, you know, how it's prescribed and shit like that. But I, I, I had no self-control, you know. So I just had them cut that off. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do a lot of times just telling your doctor to cut you off because then they're never going to prescribe you stuff again. Oh, I just told, like, yeah, because in the... It's the worst part too is that if you just telling you to want to get cut off and shit like that, which you want to really do is when they want, if you really want them to cut you off, you got to tell them I abused it and shit like that because they, they, you ain't going to get charged for that. But you know, once you tell them you abuse it, they're not going to give it to you again. Yeah. And shit like that. Because with the benzos, it's a really hard thing too because like that's the one thing they won't cut you off on no matter what because the seizures, pro- and that's the problem with them. Yeah, they'll, they'll taper you off before they cut you off. Yeah fucking yeah it, it's crazy and shit like that it really is and uh because i remember the first time i went inpatient i was actually i was like the entire time i was at the hospital i was like oh i'm about, I'm about to get a xanax script i can't wait i'm out of the fucking and i was just kept trying to fool it and they didn't do it in the second place they actually did it but they didn't give me they didn't give me xanax like i said they gave me uh a valium but yeah fucking and then i came back to my doctor my therapist and she was like oh you actually did get your benzo script like you asked for and I just knew she was so pissed and shit like that. But yeah, by but like shit like that too is like you just basically that's a, what they call doctor shopping and shit like that. Some people just go to all these other doctors and shit like that till they find one else give them shit, which is yeah. pretty wild. That like legal, it really is. Now they keep track of a lot of that stuff electronically. But like I hope, dude, fucking. But yeah, shit's kind of. Uh, like I said, he's fucking. Got that out, quit drinking, because, you know, I know the shit that's going to make me do the drugs that, because uh, I can be around drinking and shit like that, and fucking, uh, I'll be fine, shit like that, but if I know once I drink, I want to do other shit, if I get that, you know, Valium, I'm going to fucking take all of them, and then that's another thing I'll drink too, and then that's a bad combo to mix them with uh, benzos and alcohol, that's actually a fatal combo, I actually overdosed one time doing that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's literally what I lived on for over, over 10 years. I drank every night and I popped Klonopin. I was prescribed Klonopin. Yep. At one point, I was prescribed three a day, so I just wouldn't do any during the day. And then I'd pop all three at night and then I'd be drinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, when you, you have benzos in your system, it actually makes you twice as drunk. So anything you drink, it's going to be like dull potency. Yeah, that's why. And I always used to try and do it on an empty stomach. Yup. You're lucky to be alive. That's fucking, that's a terrible combo. That was, that was another bad thing with my Xanax use is that, because I can, I cannot even like really even drink. Like in general, like, I have a hard time putting it down, but shit, you get one second, I get a fucking Xanax and I mean, I can just drink as much as I fucking want. Yeah. But yeah it's, a, it's a terrible combo. Fucking, I have a buddy that his cousin passed away from that actually drinking and xanax yep drinking and doing xans yeah because uh it just makes it 
have uh, you basically your body just gets so relaxed where you can't move your muscles while you're sleeping and you basically just can't breathe anymore i'm lucky to be alive i really i really am good yeah really again one time one of my dumb stories too is that i was in uh, i was in the city with my one friend that it was like this is like one of the not good friends let's say that uh and uh I went to his house and shit like that because I was already on Xanax and shit like that. And I was talking to, uh, uh, I was talking to him on the phone and my one friend, he was all fucked up on Xanax. He went, came in the room and he pointed a gun at me like as a joke and shit like that. But I was like, dude, don't do that. We're fucked up right now. Like, it's not funny. He's like, it's not loaded, bro. I was like, I don't know that though. I was like, it's like still like gun to me is always loaded. And we just got in a fight. Then I I went to my friend's house to, you know, that's a piece of shit. Or I won't say piece of shit, but he's just one of the people that just doesn't give a fuck and shit like that. Not good for my sobriety. And so I go there and he's like, he was already fucked up on Xanax too because he was a Xanax addict as well because we actually met in the hospital. And uh, he was like, he's like, I got, he's like, I got 40 shots of fireball for you. Every time you can take a shot of fireball, you can take a Xanax bar. Oh my and God. Like, yeah. And I did all 40 shots, I guess, like in a row. And popped all forty Xanaxes. How did you not and die? Did you you didn't give yourself alcohol poisoning? Dude, I dude, like I said, there that has to be something washed over me. I did that same friend, I did OD at his house. Uh, I got laced with fentanyl before with a Percocet. It was a Percocet laced. It was a Percocet laced with fentanyl. Yep. Yep. I got uh yeah, that happened for sure. Fucking, that was at his house too. And this is one thing I like. This is one thing I reflect on a lot. Like you asked me earlier, is that uh, about keeping people like what I've been saying about keeping people around you because he would actually want to leave uh, his apartment when I was over- overdosing. And my one friend Sammy, so shout out to her. She fucking, she was like, no, I'm gonna take the charges. They want to charge anyone. Like we're not gonna leave him here, dude. Like, and shit like that. So if it wasn't for her, I, I would literally be just not here right now yeah you're lucky to be alive i think that every day sure we both do honest yeah i mean like i said i didn't realize how dangerous what i was doing was to me it was just normal i do remember i used to every now and then get a really terrible chest pain like horror and then i would just wait till they went away keep drinking i would just keep drinking it was crazy. You know, you look back and just dumb shit we do. I do. So all we can do is our on it. Exactly. We can just try our best. So what's life like for you now? How's how's life being sober? All right. Well, uh, life for me right now, like I said, uh I've only been the last day I used was on my birthday, which was last or it's been like two months now, actually. Uh, I've been clean, so but uh shit i just been trying to keep busy uh i've i've been like i've neglected on a lot of housework and shit like that because you know how it is when you're getting fucked up and being dumb and shit like that and yeah. uh and especially because like when you're an addict that uh isolates themselves i'm not sure if you were like that but it sounds like you were from the uh where the stories you're just telling me like i would kind of do the same thing with my uh volume script i would get a pint of pop off and i'll just take like four fucking values and shit like that and i'll drink and shit like that and that was my everyday normal for like 
all last year, honestly, and shit like that. And yep. fucking, so I did not get fucked on my house. Looked like my house was dirty. Uh, so right now I'm just basically learning just self love with self care. Honestly, fucking been on top of like a lot more shit. Uh, studying for my GED and stuff like that. Trying to get that done. Uh, but yeah, fucking that's it. I started exercising too more and stuff like that too. So I've been a lot more active. Well, those are all those are all good things that are help you stay sober, like staying active and running or whatever you do as far as exercise, and then just helping your future. You know, that's one of the things mm-hmm. we neglected was to look for our future. We just thought about the then and now, and then got you know high for the moment, and then the next day, then the next day, and eventually, I saw this great saying saying like one time I misplaced the decade. Like that's so true. I want I'm joking around in my life I did misplace a decade once like for 10 years I drank I did Klonopin I was doing painkillers I was doing Adderall I was doing Xanax I was doing morphine Percocet Oxycontin like you name it I was popping it I loved pills pills were my thing pills and booze yep I thank you for that dude that was my thing too fucking so is, is there anything else you want to say to whoever's listening? Uh, no, I can think of off top. Just uh, if you can, guys, look up my SoundCloud. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, my name's Pink T, and it's uh, VOD at the end of that. Well, that's all it. And thank you for having me on here, dude. No, it was a pleasure having you. You had a great story. And for everybody watching, and if you liked what we saw and heard, go below, click subscribe. Also, give us a like. Also, give us a like on iTunes. We're on Spotify, also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you go to our Facebook group page, under the events tab, you will see our list of our Zoom meetings, which we do daily, um, every night at 6.30 Eastern time. And sometimes we do it during the day as well, but you'll see all that on the schedule once you go under the events tab. So I hope everybody liked what they heard today. And until next time.